If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the Xbox Game Passengers Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and this is the show where every episode, myself and a guest will dissect and discuss a single game that's available on Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass service, which was chosen for us completely at random. I'm back. It's been a while. The last episode of the show, I think, came out in like January or something, and I, I, I don't know what happened. I, you know, went into, went into that episode thinking nothing had changed, and I sort of fell into like a gaming funk slash sort of state of burnout that I still have not escaped. But, you know, I have not been playing a lot of video games for this period of time. And that makes me sad. And I miss talking about video games. So I thought, let's kick this back into gear and chat about what we do remember about the last selected game, which is a game called As Dusk Falls. Of course, Doogie has returned. How are you today, Doogie? I am very well, my friend. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you, first of all, for joining me today, and thank you for agreeing all those months ago to talk about this game. And <laughs> uh, I apologize. I, I apologize. Don't don't ever apologize. I mean, I, I always apologize. So I know you do. I, I know I, you very well at this yeah. point, my friend. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's it's always a blast to be here. I'm always hyped when you ask me to play something because it usually means that I play something I might never have played before, mm-hmm. and or or would never have given a chance to. And, and I always enjoy chatting to you about games. I think I think. We, I, I often find with you and I, we either very much agree on things mm. or we are Total diametrically yeah. opposed, yeah. which I love. I love being able to, to debate things with you and, and just, yeah, chat about games in general. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of complete opposites, I, I went to a Disturbed concert last night and an, another old 2000s band opened for them, uh, Theory of a Dead Man. And the, the whole show overall, it opens like, the lights are like slowly coming up and the theme from the last of us starts playing and i'm like dookie would fucking hate it here (laughs) now i've never once said i don't like the music in the last (laughs) just every other piece now you're gonna you're gonna make me give controversial opinions on your on your podcast there Mm. that's not that's unfair it wouldn't be the first time i don't (laughs) but yeah i'm excited to be talking to you about this too i i don't know how this is gonna go because it was so long ago that we we played this game so thanks for bearing with us I also don't know what the next episode of the show looks like, so we're gonna—it's gonna be formatted a little bit different here. We're not gonna draw another game at the end of the episode because I don't want to promise you something that I, I won't deliver. So I, you know, as I said, I've kind of like—I have not been really enjoying playing video games or doing things that I enjoyed previously for for a number of months now, and it's so 
disappointing because it's like to the point where even game the games that I was genuinely looking forward to and like oh I can't wait for the day that comes out that that day comes and I'm just like eh, like I eh, I don't I don't feel like it and so I feel like I'm missing so many things and well, that in, I, that includes some Game Pass releases so I might try to play some of those and talk to someone about those games that I feel like I missed versus yeah. just playing something random because at times you know when when you know at times it feels like I'm playing these games because I have to which is the whole point of the show but then it's like hard to enjoy that time especially if For it's sure. like you know God of War just came out but I'm playing as Dusk Falls instead and that's like a hard that's like a hard thing <laughs> it's to, a hard uh, pill to be exactly exactly well, I I think as well like to give yourself some slack like there was so many releases I feel like in the last year mm-hmm. like I feel like it, every week almost felt like something major was happening or something huge was unless you're an Xbox player Unless you're next, <laughs> which I know that you you straddle the lines of many many different consoles, but yeah, I, I feel like every other week you were you were hyped about something else, so you couldn't possibly like with your schedule of just life in general, there was no mm-hmm. way you were going to be able to keep up with everything. So I can imagine like you know I don't want to use the word obligation, but like feeling a responsibility to to the podcast to to, to play something new every month that was specifically dedicated to this when so much is happening, I think you should cut yourself just a, an iota of slack. Never. Can't do that. <laughs> no, I know. But and it was like, I, it. you know, it was to the point where it was like when a short game popped up, a game that was like, oh, I, mm-hmm. like, I, I looked it up and it's like four or five hours, I'd be like, fuck yeah, because it like I'd have to play <laughs> less and it would give me more time either to not play as I was like falling into yeah. the funk or to play the things that I wanted to play at that point. So, so yeah, so like, you know, there'll be another episode soon. I don't know what that game will be, but it's probably, I'm just going to play a few games that I want to play and then talk about those with some people. And, you know, that's going to be the show for a little bit. So, but today, yeah, we're talking about a game called As Dusk, As, oh my God, I can't even say it. As (laughs) Dusk Falls, would you like, is there anything you want to talk about first or should we jump into it? No, we, we could jump in. So As Dusk Falls is an original interactive drama from Interior slash Night that explores the entangled lives of two families across 30 years. Starting in 1998 with a robbery gone wrong in small town Arizona, the choices you make have a powerful impact on the characters' lives in this uncompromising story of betrayal, sacrifice, and resilience. Replay the story again and again to uncover vastly different outcomes for the characters and explore hidden nuances behind every decision. Will your characters survive unscathed? What kind of people will they ultimately become? Do you feel like that is an accurate synopsis? I feel like there's elements of it that are. And without without giving too much away before we jump kind of right in, I feel like it's a lofty promise. And yeah. I feel like there's parts of it that did deliver it, but you know me, I love a controversial opinion. And <laughs> I, I, I think the, the, the elements that did work, I think very much worked. And, and I think the elements that didn't work with it felt like they just like I knew I was in a video game. I knew I was, mm. and I wasn't immersed because of the 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 things that didn't quite work. Does that okay. does that kind of make sense? It does. Yeah, it does. I I remember being so excited for this game when it was announced mm. because it was like you know these like choice choice based narrative titles are like one of the things that I love. And you know from from loving you know all of the old telltale excuse me all the old telltale games being very excited for those to come back whenever that does happen and you know things like life is strange the life is strange series except for like yeah you love life is strange yeah the rest of them aside from life is strange too like (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> could cannot wait to play those games when they come out. Mm. And so this looked like it would fall under the same lines. And I'm sure it's not the cause. It's not the cause of my gaming funk. But <laughs> at times it felt like it because I, <laughs> I don't know. This was like the last game I played before I kind of stopped yeah. playing video games. And I hated every second of it, basically. <laughs> Uh, and, and I don't know what, like, I have to be wrong in this case, just looking at everyone else's opinion of this game. Like, this game was getting, like, eights and nines across the board and talking about how, like, deeply affecting the story is and yeah. how much your choices really matter and, like, j- just just universal praise. And it was a chore every time I was, like, and, and again, I, we were playing through this at the time that got like God of War Ragnarok came out, which I was excited yeah. to play. And every time mm-hmm. I would like go to play that, I was like, this game's fucking awesome. Like that game, <laughs> God of War Ragnarok, possibly like the best combat mm-hmm. like ever that I've experienced in a video game. And, you know, I like the story is just so good and it's such a beautiful game. And it would be like, I want to play that, but instead I have to play this like to play barely this. animated <laughs> uh, like visual novel with the odd yes. like choice and the odd and, and just like you know the 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 quick time events and stuff like that and yeah. that was and i like i didn't connect with the characters i didn't connect with the story yeah and i felt like i was doing something wrong because i wasn't mm-hmm. based on what everyone else seems to think about this game yeah and and i i totally agree i think the 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 things that didn't work for me you know in, in a in a story like this and i guess spoiler warning at this point but in a game like this where there are potential characters deaths and even potential characters suicides and you know things things of that nature or they they talk about suicide and things like that you you really have to build up like a bank of empathy for the people involved because mm-hmm. that's that's how something impacts you is because you feel something for those characters because you empathize with them or even you sympathize with them but from the word go i just didn't I didn't connect with any of them. I even I was I was laughing at say before we we started chatting just before we started recording because I was I was reading through my notes because as you say it's been a while since we actually played it for sure. I was trying to get myself familiar with my own notes and and things like that. And one of the notes it's the third note I wrote, so it's clearly in the very beginnings of the game, and it just says, "I really hope that Grandpa isn't around a lot. I instantly <laughs> hate him." And like it takes a lot to to instantly hate a character. Like it take like that's you have to try to make someone instantly hate a character that's there, and I just instantly hated him. And then they try and make him very sympathetic later on, and and things like that. But every time he turned up on on screen, I was just like, man, that guy's an asshole. I hate mm-hmm. that guy. I felt nothing for him. Yeah, I think that's a good point because I think it the game starts and it puts you very quickly into like this extreme situation before I feel like you really know. Yeah. characters are a lot about them and then you know the time it kind of like jumps back and forth and you kind of get to know and and probably are supposed to get to like like and feel for these characters as you go through the story and i feel like i felt that with some of the holt family you know the the younger kid what's his name jay jay especially but i felt like i didn't feel it for any of the walkers basically at any point mm-hmm. yeah and and like the the funny thing about that is like I you know I guess we're we should kind of go back and forth as well but like I wrote a note at the end you know near the near the the very end of the game you play as an older version of the daughter from the family that that are witness a robbery right right essentially and 
she ends up going to find Jay, basically, because Jay gets away or, or Jay can get away. And so I guess she goes in my game. She, she ended up going to find him and managed to track him down. And they try and make Jay the super sympathetic character in the end. He's this very young kid of this criminal kind of family. And so it's some of the game you play as him and you right. have to make decisions as him. So they try and build up this empathy piece. And then at the very end, I kind of feel like they, they made this choice to write him as this like, oh, he's this really cool survivor that was just this really troubled kid and like got dealt a bad hand. And ultimately, like all of his choices throughout the game, regardless of whether you chose A or B, he was still an asshole. Like he still made active choices. And so by the end, when you see him and he's like living off the grid and they even give him a dog just for extra sympathy points. Like, <laughs> you, the, again, when I saw him, you get the option to like either turn him in or like just let him like live his life and sure. do that kind of thing. I turned that kid in so <laughs> fast. And then when you get the results at the end, apparently only 1% of gamers mm turned him in and i was like what the fuck is up with that <laughs> like yeah i it, that's an interesting point because i feel like i don't know he was i feel like the character that i probably felt for the most because mm -hmm. as you go through and see his past like time and time again it really feels like he doesn't agree with what's happening but it feels like he he feels like he doesn't have a choice and he, it just feels like he's very much a product of his situation and his situation mm -hmm. is that he's surrounded by shit and mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think I said it yet, but to make it clear, I did not finish the game. I could not. I couldn't. Oh, okay. like this game. I mean, no, not. It's not the game's fault. But I never wanted to play video games again. Basically, as, <laughs> as I was forcing myself through this, I think I got to like the second to last chapter. But was him removing himself? Like, was that him removing himself from society because he felt he didn't deserve to be in it, or what was the like? What What did you? So from what I remember, because I obviously I don't know exactly what point you kind of got up to but essentially how things panned out is that jay and the kid whose name escapes me i cannot remember her name zoe zoe yeah. thank you so jay and zoe end up like kind of meeting up and they sort of kind of partly run away from their lives together mm -hmm. and they end up like it's there's this absolutely ridiculous bit where they end up at this like house party because they have to go and find someone and I want to say it's to like repair a truck or get a truck so they can drive away or borrow a car or something along those lines and they end up at this party where like they take drugs and the whole thing felt like the worst after school special I've ever seen <laughs> and there's this big like trippy scene and then you end that chapter and then you get to the next chapter and suddenly Jay has survived like a bear attack and just like casually had like oh yeah i've just like super survived a bear attack and blah 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 blah. oh i've been i've been married and but the the my you know partner left me after a while she couldn't handle the being away from society and blah 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 so yeah he does try and like remove himself and just i just want to live my life man and like you know i made some mistakes and i'm sorry for them and and which again like that piece i can i can totally understand you know mm -hmm. making mistakes reflecting on your life that piece i can i can totally get but i feel like on one hand, they wrote so many of the characters with zero empathetic traits. Sure, and, for sure. And then they just really put everything that they had into this one kid who ultimately, again, you know, commits a bunch of heinous crimes. Yeah. And then just runs away, doesn't turn himself in, doesn't try and, and stop it really at any point. You don't really ever get the option to 
or as, as far as I could tell, you don't ever really get the option that Jay says like, no, we can't do this and not just get slapped around the face and then accept. Yeah, it did feel like in those early chapters when you're back on like the family farm and it really felt like like a better choice could be presented and I would like always choose that, but it felt like you, it just made everyone else around you mad and that you were then forced into making the bad choice or a slightly less bad choice in the end anyways. But you're right about, I think a lot of the Holtz, especially I think you're probably supposed to hate. And so mm-hmm. in those early farm chapters, it was like, every chance I had to do something against the father, I did that. Like, I was like, yeah, this guy, this guy's fucking horrible. I hope he dies, you know? And I just, again and again, I would, would make that choice. Yeah. And, and, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't far off it. And I, I just, if the, if the Holtz, if the sort of criminal family hadn't been written as, cause it, cause again, they just, they felt caricature. It felt like the bad guys from home alone, with a bit more grit and a bit more alcoholism and a bit more beating your kids, you know, so you can't have that like absolute absurdly over the top evilness and have it in a story that was ultimately, I guess, meant to be around the idea of the ties of family and what you'll forgive and what you can't forgive and that kind of thing. You you, you can't do both. Like you, you, you either go the very camp, very over the top route or you try and tell a really serious story and I think they tried to tell both and ultimately I think what happened is that that's why it feels so disjointed is that you have these so over the top pieces of melodrama that happened with the Holt family and then you go back to the family that witnessed the robbery the Walkers and really that's just about a family kind of trying to you know, start a new life for themselves and and they witness these horrible things that happen. So ultimately it felt like there was two stories that were subsequently happening, which is is fine, but the tone just didn't match in both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was really difficult to invest in either or any, you know? It just it just became a problem to invest in the character. Sure. So ultimately by the end of it, I was like, Oh cool, this is done. Can I turn this kid in now? Please? Like, <laughs> you know? And and it shouldn't feel like that. You should you should get to the end of that story and be like, man, this is a tough choice. Do I want you know the kids had a rough life and blah 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 blah. I was like, nope, FBI, come grab this motherfucker. Let's get him out here. Like, and it just was so easy for me at the end. It's interesting too because like as we're talking about it now, like some of these characters were, I don't know, their situations were interesting. Like I would watch this potentially if it was short maybe you know but to be experiencing the story i feel like this something like this could really work is like one of the the netflix multi-choice releases that they've yes. have all been really really cool but it felt like it was a fairly interesting story that felt kind of generic in terms of there's a family and a like a robbery and the bad family in town is coming and everyone like knows yeah. everyone because it's a small town and the sheriff what's going on with the sheriff the sheriff's controversial as well and what's he up to you know like it felt like a lot of tropes there yes. but it did feel but it felt like at a deeper level the characters were fairly interesting at least some of them mm-hmm. but tying it together with this like it, it like it felt like it was like like a graphic novel or something that they were like let's make a game out of this and and game i feel like is putting it quite loosely Yes. Because again, it's like, I don't know, it's one of the least animated things that, I, that I've seen in terms of gaming, but it's also just basically just choices and quick time events. And, yeah. and you know, even comparing, say that to like the, the, the old Telltale games, 
that is a lot of what those are too but at least you're like you're still you're i don't know you're still doing more you're still walking around you're still interacting with objects like it's uh-huh. there's so much more to it that makes it feel like a living breathing world that you can interact with versus just like pressing the right button to get to the next frame yeah basically yeah and uh, like like to your points as well because i think you're you're so right i thought the visuals the way that it's actually drawn or painted or or however it is they've managed to to create the art style for this is really gorgeous like the actual visual of it for sure look at a screenshot of it you'd be like damn that's that looks great yeah the sad part about it is as you say there's the it's kind of like almost vignettes that you get you get these kind of little poster board and the animation is sometimes it's in motion which led to some like super awkward uh pieces where most of the animation as Derek says is like imagine something happening at three frames a second five frames <laughs> a second but then they would animate fully like a cop car so you would get this like very cardboard cut out police officer um, that's animated at five frames a second and then you get a 60 frames a second animated like animated 3D <laughs> object of a cop car and it just like again pieces like the decisions like that were just like well just animate the cop car in the same way that you've animated the cop that would make more sense and it would right. fit in visually and, and I'm sure it was all stylistic choices but that style for just sure didn't, didn't work just didn't for me you know yeah. and, it, and it didn't work for me either I thought the control scheme was probably the worst control scheme I have ever yeah, had the misfortune yeah. to, to utilize I was gonna... designed for mouse and keyboard yeah, I was going to bring that up as well and I cuz I the first time I played the game it was on the Xbox and and yeah, I hated playing it just because like the controls were awful. Mm-hmm. And then I also that was also like pretty like I think that there had been some updates to the cloud streaming on iOS around that time mm-hmm. and so I was like this seems like a a game that would be like fucking built for touch and built for something like playing on a device that was in your hands. And so every other session of the game I played, I just used Xbox cloud streaming. Oh, and because I was like, you know, it's 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 simple and there's not a lot of like timing based stuff that's super time sensitive. Like there, you have a little bit of a, a, a window. So even if yeah. there is a little bit of lag or something like that, it's OK. Then the, the cloud streaming experience ended up being like like it felt like I was playing something locally for the most part but mm. the control scheme because you're you're then just using like touch controls so you're just like yeah. kind of tapping on the choice that you want to make and the it converts the quick time events into like swipes or taps or hold down here sort of thing and so it that felt so much better for the rest of the game and yeah and then I like I, I was like there's no way I'm playing this on the actual Xbox <laughs> you made a smart choice <laughs> yeah yeah, I just, like, I don't know. I, I think the other thing that, like, at the end of... The, the game was in six chapters. Yes, yeah. And at the end of every chapter, you kind of got a review of your chapter. Which I always loved those, like, like in the, yeah. the Telltale games and the Life is Strange, just to compare, like, where you fell versus, 100%. versus other players or choices that you didn't even see because you didn't do the right yeah, thing sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I really like that. I played... You lent me your PS5 last year. Yeah, yeah. Or, the, or this... No, it must have been last year, right? And I played through Detroit, Become yes, Human. Right. And like the, the, you know, the decisions that you make through there, and there was hundreds of them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Looking like, at like the, looking at the chart in that game. Yeah. Wild. Like, yeah. Wild stuff. And I, and I really enjoyed that. I feel like with this though, the, the difference being that 
you know, I, I quite enjoyed Detroit Become Human. I, I, I quite enjoyed elements of it. And I, I thought some of it was, was really well done. And, and some of those decisions did actually make me pause and go like, oh, what do I want to do here? But like, I feel like at the end of every single chapter, and I got given the tag of like quick thinker, you know, makes <laughs> yeah, right. very yeah. quickly because I was just like, no, this is obvious. Like, turn the guy in or like. Yeah, that's you know, fair. There wasn't a lot of moments where I felt like I really had to think about what choice I was making. Like, no, yeah. no, but, but I was also absolutely affronted. So the, the, like, as I say, only 1% of people that have played it and maybe it's because not many people got to the end of the game, Derek, I don't know, but 1% of people turned in the criminal kid at the end. And, and I was like, come on team. That's like <laughs> more people turn him in. There was a bit where basically at the, near the end of the robbery, I want to say it's maybe near the end of like chapter three or whatever, or for whatever it is, that the father of the family that witnessed the robbery, Vince, yep, he kind of like gets captured by the family or he can he can sacrifice himself because I think ultimately they take Zoe and then you can kind of give yourself up to be like, take me instead or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you play as one of the criminal brothers and you get the choice to either let Vince go or, you know, keep him locked up in the car or whatever. And only 39% of people chose to let this father go <laughs> to get back to his kid who completely innocent bystander in the whole thing and you know you play a lot as vince trying to like foil the plans of the right, criminals right. and try and get the cops on the line and, and all that kind of stuff but again it just like it just made me think like who's playing this game like who you know if, if this is meant to really test that part of you that goes i empathize with this character over that character does that honestly mean that 61% of the people that played this game empathized more with the criminals and said, yeah, I'm going to keep this dad. Yeah, we're going to keep this hostage. Absolutely. Let's do this. Like that was just wild to me. Like so many of those choices just felt absolutely <laughs> wild that people went right. in, a, in a particular direction. But yeah, just not not an enjoyable experience, as you say. And, and I think so much of it just felt like, as I said before, like a, a kind of after school special type of of thing where the the tone just wasn't like the tone didn't match the visuals and the visuals didn't match the gameplay and the gameplay didn't match the story and none of everything felt yeah, super yeah. disjointed and and yeah as as you said before calling it a, a game is a stretch i think a hop skip and a jump <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah i don't know i feel like i don't have that much more to say about it like it was <laughs> you know. Well, it made you stop playing video games. So I think that's a in, in <laughs> itself a crucial insight into how you felt about it. You know, it wasn't its fault. It wasn't its fault, or it was its fault, and I'm still not out of it. So <laughs> you're still just not in fun. You know, yeah. Well, I will say, I said at the very start, I think there was some things that they did very right. I think I want to give them a, a call out because at the start of chapter three, they did talk about suicide, and they there was mm-hmm. not necessarily a, a graphic visual for it. But they did talk a lot about it in the episode. It was it was very obviously that. And they gave you a content warning at the start of that chapter. Mm, right, right. And it gave you the option to skip some yeah. of the scenes. So I think things like that needs to be way more prevalent in, in gaming and, and across the arts in general. You know, we talk about safe spaces in, in creative arts. And that really gave folks the option to to opt in or, or opt out with that which for i thought sure. was a really great choice and i and i that was the one moment that I was like okay fair play like that was great you crushed mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. i think it's a super important choice that they made 
And I just wish they'd made literally every other choice <laughs> different other than that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so would you recommend this game to others? Do you know what? I feel really bad for saying no, because I feel like there is, and I said this about like so many of, well, not so many of the games that we've played for this podcast, but other games that we've played that are very much in that walking simulator kind of vibe. And I feel like- Which is like one of my favorite like, genres. I, feel, I know, you know, I know, but I, I feel like I have, I think just these games just aren't for me. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and I think the the idea of where you're 99% of your gameplay, as you say, is just choosing A or B. That to me, as you said, would be far better. I feel like I would enjoy it much more if it was like a TV show that I could make decisions about what the characters were going to do. For some reason in my brain, the distinction between a TV show where you could make choices and a game that's just about making choices are very, very different things. Um, and I think gameplay and story for games should go hand in hand. You should, as your skill goes up, the game should become more difficult because you're more skilled in that area and you're able to meet the challenge or right. you're you're able to uh, get timings more perfected or parry better or, you know, like those kind of things I think should go hand in hand. Right. And I don't think this game ever evolved. It was the same at the start than it was at the end. So the challenge didn't ramp up. There wasn't anything different about the whole thing. It was a story that you interacted with. And that to me isn't a game. That is a book or yeah, yeah. a show that you can make decisions with. Yeah. And I think there's there should be a clearer distinction between that. So no, I don't think I would recommend this to anyone unless you mm-hmm. are absolutely banana pancakes, crazy in love with visual novels. I think those yeah. that's the only audience that could really get something out of this. Sure. And that's a good point too, because I went into it thinking that it was more of like a telltale style story yeah. adventure game. And and it's not. It is very much a, a visual novel style experience. And I think mm-hmm. going in with that expectation may have changed like the the experience itself. So But I don't think that was an unfair expectation you put on yourself because I think from the way that it's talked about, you know, it's this you know the choices that you have make a powerful impact on the character's life and an uncompromising story of betrayal sacrifice resilience you know that kind of thing doesn't i I mean i suppose you could argue that yes that does say something like a visual novel to you but to me that says oh i'm gonna be like playing the lives of these characters i'm gonna sure exactly yeah making these big grand sweeping gestures that can completely change the course of someone's life and and done done in a way that is gameplay specific but no it's it's just it's a choose your own adventure book and there's nothing wrong with that it's just not it's not something i can connect with at the same level that i can connect with other video games right yeah 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 and i think from the walking simulator perspective too it's like i again i really enjoy those and i i feel like the worlds that they build in a lot of those games uh, which I already said, but the ability to like explore and and look at your surroundings and talk to other people and like learn about the world around you, whether or not it moves the story forward, that stuff doesn't exist here, and and I really missed it. There were like like there it, there wasn't really much world building from that sense or anything mm-hmm. like that. And <laughs> talking about walking simulators as well, which game did you dislike more, this one or the medium? Oh my god. Uh, I kind of, I kind I was, I like (laughs) moderately enjoyed the medium. The medium, I wasn't disappointed that I played. Oh, that's such a good question. 
And do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I preferred this. Yeah, and okay, that's what I thought you'd say. I, I <laughs> <laughs> because I, as much as I'm talking about, and it might sound like I'm backtracking on my own thing that I've just said, but as much as I like didn't enjoy the experience of this game, you know, I I think I got through it in two sittings. Okay, yeah, two two or three sittings, and. I didn't really have to spend a long time, you know, moving a character from A to B just for the sake of making that interaction happen. So I kind of feel like they've got some similarities in the fact that they were they, they were both just games about making a decision, pressing a button, cutting open a flesh window. But the difference being that with this, all I really had to do was was select a choice and so that felt less infuriating than walking endlessly down boring corridor after boring corridor and i I guess you could argue that the dialogue in this was because what i will say again is i feel like the voice acting in this was really pretty decent it was yes it was absolutely And, and you know whereas the medium we've which we've already talked about there were moments in that where i just feel like wild but sometimes in the medium you got to walk down the same hallway but it looked totally different because it was like a different world because of the butterflies you're you're not wrong i mean and it was like it's kind of like it was two hallways you're you're not wrong and and you know what that whole technology that they made for rendering two screens at the same time I'm sure they're going to do endless countless phenomenal games with that in the future (laughs) but no, I you know I feel like this had a similar thing in the way that I think it was a gimmick for a gimmick's sake. It was it was because again I really wanted that art style. If it was that art style, but it was fluid motion, mm-hmm. like that would have been so cool to yeah, see. Because definitely. again, the art style was so impressive and visually really striking, and and honestly different to I think anything I've ever seen in. A video game before yeah, i don't think i've fair. ever seen that kind of art style that specific art style and so that was that was really beautiful but i just again the animation wasn't right and i'll I'll repeat myself there but no i still think i would play this again over the medium if you had a gun to my head it's <laughs> these two again i would play this over the medium wild i would choose the medium for sure as for this game i like who am i to tell you what to play you know it's not <laughs> show or anything don't like cop out <laughs> no i would or i would say like i i th- i would say give it a shot but oh, go in really? with it. yeah because like i i don't know i had a different experience than it seems like m- many 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 people did based on even just looking at like the metacritic score for this game i remember that like this game i think it won like the games for change award at the game awards the last year i guess which is when it came out like due mm. to some of the themes that it deals with i think that there is some powerful stuff in here I think go in if you go in thinking that this is a visual novel and that your interactions will be very limited and that you play with your cell phone and not your controller, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think going in with all of those things in mind, it could be a different experience. And it's just I could not get over those things. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't for me. But I think that there is there is a lot to like here. I just didn't like any of it. So <laughs> there's a lot to like, but I didn't like any of it. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. is probably the most Derek Cranavel sentence. The most non-committal, like non-committal. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That was great. Yeah, it's it's an. I'm actually surprised that you said that. I thought you would be absolutely against people people playing this. But I mean, I suppose, and I, and I think. 
you know, I kind of touched on it earlier on when I said that they gave you the option to kind of opt in or opt out of, of some kind of graphic scenes and stuff. And, you know, it is important. So I suppose you're very fair in saying that some of the themes that it deals with uh, and some of the themes of the story, you know, if handled in a particular way, could be way over the top in terms of, wow, that was really poorly handled. And like I said already, the, the drug taking scene just felt like the most don't do drugs, kids kind of scene but so to give them their credit i think they tried to tackle a challenging story i just don't necessarily think they did sure. justice yeah yeah that's fair speaking of drugs did you guys have dare or a program dare. like dare was a, an acronym and i don't remember what it said for but it was like this group and it was like dare to resist drugs and no there was just like i don't know i feel like there was a bear like a maybe a maybe a bear <laughs> mascot or i might be mixing up smoke different bear. things <laughs> i just remember it was just very i don't know like a couple times through elementary school you'd all go to the gym and somebody that had done drugs and had a very traumatic experience like now they're in a wheelchair or something like that would come in and speak and i feel like they i i, I think they had stopped this when i was a kid but in prior to that like i think they made you like sign some, you know sign something that was like <laughs> i will never do drugs and uh, it just brought me like it was this a dare spot was that a dare sponsored scene as as if you ever like were got arrested or whatever and the (laughs) the police interview they had they would have that contract yeah 100 you signed this when you were eight years old like we looked at your permanent record yeah i don't think it's actually a thing that exists but you you were always scared of things (laughs) going on it I, i don't think we had dare but i do remember distinctly being in high school and someone from like the drug squad from the police came in to talk to us all mm. one day and brought in like I've, I just I seem to remember and I maybe maybe I'm wrong to remember this but uh, I seem to remember he did basically have a briefcase full of like class A narcotics and just kind of like <laughs> held up baggies of cocaine in the school like yeah this is what cocaine looks like and blah 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 so I do, I do remember that. Yeah, growing up in Scotland was weird, but <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember things like that. But I don't ever think we had that. I don't recognize, I don't recognize Dare, certainly. Yeah, maybe Dare just rhymes with bear, and that's why I think there was so a bear maybe, maybe you're ball. thinking this. And then I suppose you, I, I think you were thinking maybe of Smoky Bear, and that would be a different type of Smoky Bear than the actual <laughs> like Smoky Bear. Yeah, there's got to, oh, there's got to be a Smoky Bear parody. Oh, a hundred percent. There has. I mean, if there isn't, I think we've just stumbled across yeah, a yeah. great business idea. Yeah, that's true. I'm talking like parties you could turn up as Smokey the Bear in. Like it's legal here. I suppose you can't distribute. And it's it like only it. you can prevent all your guests having a bad time. <laughs> yeah. Only you can prevent yeah. forest bad trips. <laughs> I would love to hear a little bit more about what else you've been playing just since since I haven't talked to anyone about games in a while. Aside <laughs> from well. we have we have restarted the Geekscape Games podcast. It is now has a new title. It's called Dynamic Resolution. That one comes out every two weeks, and I, I've i been on most of the episodes so far. That nice. has been, I think starting that up again has also like helped me want to start having these conversations yeah. again, just because it's like, oh yeah, I really missed having those conversations about... Yeah, I had, a, I had a blast when I got to a guest on... Yeah, so we, was, I'm, like, so I, I'm sure like you, you got to get back on there too, because yeah. like, oh, you, you have a lot of good thoughts and stuff. Oh, but, thanks, Derek. But yeah, what else, what else? Have you... and, well, I think like most of Isn't planet... Diablo 4, what are you doing talking to me? Isn't Diablo 4 out this weekend for like so a, a stress test? A, a last... Well, so there's the server slam, absolutely. But I, I got when it was out for the previous weekends that it was out, you only had to get to level 20 in a character to kind of get all of the benefits of mm. the of the beta. 
Was it like was it like if you got to a certain point you would get something when the full release yeah. comes out? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So um you know I'm an absolute I was gonna say a terrible thing there. I, I'm a sucker for cosmetic items. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really am. And you can get this little backpack that's got like a little wolf pup that like is asleep in the back. And that <laughs> that's basically it. And that you can get but no, it was it was a blast. I, I so I did I've played a lot of the beta to answer your question, what have I been playing when the when the two weekends for Diablo four came out? had a lot of fun playing that i'm a big diablo person and i've i've played them all diablo 3 i played god must be hundreds of hours and wow really um, on on both pc and and Mm -hmm. xbox and i feel like the console release of that like when that came out i remember just buying it all again because i'd already had all the expansions and everything like that for pc and i remember when that came out for xbox i was just like well guess i'm buying diablo 3 again (laughs) And well, and that and came out sort of at a time there wasn't a lot of like couch co-op stuff. 100%. Very fun couch co-op. Absolutely, and it was and it was it was wicked couch co-op for them. Yeah, and because I remember as well, like the thing with with Diablo is I remember when Diablo two first came out, and I you know I had already played Diablo one, and and it was big in my family, and we loved it, and it was great. And when Diablo, by the time that Diablo two came out, we actually had two computers in the house because my dad is and still plays an absolute ton of video games on pc and so we would we would hook up uh, a lan and we would have, we would do like local co-op in the house and so there's one of the pcs downstairs and one of the pcs upstairs and if we couldn't ever get like you know a voice chat working or whatever you'd just be like shouting up and down the stairs at one another in my house like i can't swarm like you need to help me come get me <laughs> so that was great like i remember that and then we would get like some of my oldest brother's friends would come over and they would bring like gaming laptops and stuff mm-hmm. and they would join the LAN as well. So that was that was always brilliant. That was always so much fun. But again, back to your question. So yeah, I played a bunch of the, the beta for Diablo 4 when it was out for the two weekends. I'll hopefully be able to sneak some time in maybe today and tomorrow for the server slam. But if not, I already have my cosmetics, so I'm I'll be I'll for be happy. Sure, sure. And and actual release is in June, is that right? June it's like June fourth. It's okay. coming up okay. quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Two weeks around the corner. Yeah. And so what I really need to do before then is I need to finish off Jedi Survivor. Oh, you're playing Jedi Survivor. Yes, I'm playing Jedi Survivor. Because I really I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. And it's that mix of Metroidvania and like Dark Souls-ish yeah. kind of combat. Totally. And I've never been like a big Metroidvania guy. Like I, I Metroid and, and Castlevania from, from, I remember being a kid, not really noticing those games at all. Oh, okay. So it was, it was like a genre that, completely passed me by but i remember really enjoying the first fallen order and, yes, and i've been yeah. having a blast with the second one although i must admit triple a games these days just when they launch i know we've talked about this <laughs> off the podcast but it is so janky like even is it janky i thought I, I thought it was supposed to be pretty solid on xbox so on pc i hear it's like a an nightmare yeah nightmare to play but there's still so much jank. I mean, considering mm. the the amount of money these companies throw at the games, and I and I and listen, this is not me bashing the coders and stuff because I know crunch is a is a real thing, and those folks don't get enough of a break, and they get overworked and underpaid and all of that. So I, you know, this is not me bashing them, but for the amount of money that they must spend on these kind of things, they really they really ought to leave things until they're ready to go <laughs> and i and i feel like but they can so have the money right now and I, just deal it. with it later yeah and this is why so many of these companies are massively evil but 
yeah, I, so I've been having fun with Jedi Survivor. It's very cool, and I spend far too long, again, terrible with cosmetic items, far too long sitting just customizing lightsaber. <laughs> and... I re- oh, that's so is... I, like, I remember starting Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. That was the previous one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And like, I'm just like, oh, what's the default? Like, yeah, let's just go. Let's go. Let's get in there. And I like, I really liked what I played from Fallen Order, Yeah, but it was not very much because I could not get past that optional frog yes. boss, yes. and I was like, I'm not fucking moving on until I beat yeah. this asshole and i just yeah. never could and so i never played again well uh, it's hilarious would you would you mind if i spoiled something for you no no go for it and people of the podcast which I, oh my gosh i remember when so, yes you can spoil something but like yeah. when so this game was coming out i literally like clicked on an article and it was talking about i guess that boss was just yeah. really hard for everyone and i was yeah. like and i was like and they were talking about it being optional and people were like just could like struggled so hard with it and i was like I, I think I stopped because I was like, if this is what the rest of the game is going to be like, and yeah. I've just had a three hour session where <laughs> I stopped playing at the very same point that I started mm-hmm. playing, then I, I cannot proceed any further yeah. with this game. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that that, yeah, that was like atypically hard and that the rest of the game not, isn't necessarily like that. As, as hard, like definitely without a doubt the hardest boss in that game. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking that, wild. Like the attack pattern was just gross. Like, yeah. The... the attacks that you can block versus the attacks that you can't block had exactly the same animation except that the 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 he glowed red when you couldn't block, right so you knew you had to dodge but that was like the only difference so hilariously enough obviously someone at ea has a sense of humor it is ea that still do it right yes yeah yeah, yeah so obviously someone there or or at respawn have a sense of humor because in all of the market and in all of the promo the actor that that Place Cal Gestus was talking about the fact that no one talks about the ponchos. No one's talked about the like the outfit that he yeah. wears in the first game. So he did all this in a bunch of like interviews and like came on stage at a bunch of like conferences and was like, "Why is no one talking about the ponchos?" So there's a <laughs> there's an optional boss in Jedi Survivor that is called Spawn of Ogdo Bogdo. Oh is, my gosh, that yeah. boss talking about exactly the same creature, exactly the same attack pattern. The reward for beating him is that you can unlock to be able to wear the ponchos. Oh, that's And hilarious. I was like, that's very, very funny. But the minute I came across that boss, I was like, nope. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna come back when I'm way more powerful than yeah, I am yeah. now, and I'm going to fuck you up because there's yeah. no way I'm doing it right now. But like like all of the, it's very cool because unlocking like way more like stances that you can use mm-hmm. so like right at the end of oh, really? Fallen Order, that's yeah. when you were able to use like, you know, two lightsabers yeah. and you could kind of separate yours. So it, Does it like change your, like, is it like, did you play Ghost, you played Ghost of Tsushima when you had the PS5? I did, I did. Like, was it like that where like changing the stance like makes, like is better for different enemies? And, like, yeah. Does your actual, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so really cool. So like you can do, and there's like more stances now as well. So there's obviously your single bladed, which is like the kind of regular Jedi kind of stance. Fucking there's, noob shit. There's double bladed Darth Maul style, which is cool. And that's like a super fast style great for like big groups of enemies then there's like twin lightsabers where you basically just break your lightsaber apart and it's i think i saw that in an ad Um, and that's like super quick as well but like very very close quarters and then there's one where you've got a single blade and a blaster weirdly Mm. just they just were like yeah you're a mixture of han solo and luke skywalker now that's what's up (laughs) and so you can act like that's pretty weird and and then there's like kylo ren's like cross guard Mm -hmm. lightsaber which is like a super slow you know big hits but you can't really dodge or block sure sure the animations are like four hours long so but it's it's very cool so far like i i am i am really enjoying it but there's just there's a lot of like like cozy sim stuff like rather than it being 
I remember the first one, it was really only like four or five planets that you kind of went to and each of them had a sort of linear storyline. But as I say, it's a kind of Metroidvania thing where you can kind of backtrack and stuff. This so far from what I've played is like two or three planets, but they're mass. Okay. And they're a bit more open world, but you you unlock like a saloon at the start and you can kind of recruit people to go back to the saloon and they can unlock more dialogue. And there's like a garden up at the top of the saloon. So like some of that, I'm a bit like, okay, you're not Stardew Valley. Right? <laughs> Let's just... That was the shit I in. skipped in Fallout 4. Well, yeah, like 100%. So I, I feel like there's a lot of people that are going to be like, I'm not going to fucking garden. What are you talking about? Like, that's not going to happen. I'm a Jedi. Like, I'm not like, what's going on? So I feel like some of that's a bit weird. But I'm I'm having a blast with it so far. That's great. And other games I played, I went back and played a bunch of Stardew Valley. Yeah. And talking about Stardew because it's great. And it's the ultimate cozy sim. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Michaela's back in the Stardew as of late. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot. You got you to gotta be in the... It's a lot. <laughs> you got to be in the Stardew, man. You got to you gotta get there. I have played a bunch of co-op with her lately. Yeah. And so mostly it's just like... I, I like it when, because this is your farm, I don't know what the fuck's happening, so it's fun for me, but if she like gives me a task that's like, oh, I need you to go catch 10 salmon, like she yeah. gives me a quest, and I go do yeah. that quest, that, that, then it's fun to play together. Yeah, see, but that, and I think that's the, the very sweet thing about <laughs> Stardew Valley is that it's one of those games where you can lose hours. Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> played it, she's played it for hundreds of hours. Which I don't, I don't blame her. Like it's yeah. such, there's something so yeah. like aesthetically soothing about it from the music to like just the characters. And yeah, the, totally. The, like everything about it is just yeah. very, very good. So I played a bunch of Stardew again. And then I think that's it. I, there's nothing else that's immediately spray. Oh, I played the Resident Evil 4 remake. I played oh, that yeah. ton when it came out and I like blitzed through it, did like three runs of it. And then I haven't touched it since, but that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Very, very cool. I've liked all the remakes they've done, actually, 2, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. Really cool. I'm excited to see what they what they kind of do next. I know, was it you that was telling me about the fact that they're doing Village and potentially 4 with, like, the I think, PSVR Yeah, I think both are in the works for PSVR 2. Wild. Which, is, yeah, Wild that is. should be, like, yeah, we obvi- like we both played Resident Evil 4 VR when it released yeah. Quest last year, yeah. two years ago, and yeah. that was, a, like, amazing was so good. So, yeah. to... Just think about like even like et even think about playing that, but like with like significantly better graphics. Like it'll, it, mm-hmm. I feel like it'll just feel totally different. And Village was like like I loved Village. Yeah. And to to think about playing that in VR too, like it's gonna be oh, some it's good gonna shit. Be nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I just had a thought just as we were talking about Quest. Now, a game like As Dusk Falls, that in VR. Like mm. when you actually have maybe have like a shotgun pointed at your head and you have to make this quick decision about oh, yeah do narrative this. games yeah narrative that games might like be that cool on, on in VR could be really neat mm. thoughts thoughts comments yeah. queries answers on a postcard <laughs> would would that work well and, and I like I I don't know I think for I don't know if we're there yet in terms of like standalone VR power but I also there is a meta is doing a meta games showcase at the beginning of mm. June and there is some speculation that that may be when the a new quest could be announced because yeah. the quest 2 came out in I think 2020 so it's approaching yeah. its third birthday whereas yeah. the first quest I think was like just over a year and so there could be a new one coming out soon obviously we had the quest pro but that was like you know more it seemed more business focused and, and less yeah. games focused and and obviously it was like 
triple the price or something like that. So, <laughs> so yeah, I am like I am excited to see what they do with it because because yeah, like I I go through periods of using mine and not using mine, but I've yeah, had so much fun with it. And and you know it even it helps so much like you know playing playing mini golf with coworkers and stuff through mm-hmm. the pandemic and just things like that and and a lot of the cool experiences that can be had. I don't use it a lot these days. I would not hesitate to buy the next one when it comes out. Yeah, especially well, like if it's a similar release frame like time frame where it's, yes. you're going to buy this and you're going to get two or three years out of it. Okay. You know, you, I'll play it enough enough during that time period that it. That well, it's I think be you it. you me Linda Louise and Michaela were hanging out recently, and I think we had the discussion about Quest then as well. And I had mm-hmm. said that genuinely like Resident Evil 4 VR has been the closest I've ever felt to that like childlike sense, right? Picking up a video game for the first time in years, mm-hmm. like being able to like actually reach down and like pull the pin out of a grenade, mm-hmm. toss it at a bunch of zombies, then like quickly reload your gun, pull the like hammer back to like start shooting again. Like, you know, doing dumb stuff like wheeling a shotgun in one hand and like running like things like that where you're really like yes you're 100 percent aware that you're in a video game mm-hmm. but it feels so cool <laughs> it to does be in a video yeah. game like that honestly i i think vr like i'm i'm so excited about the potential of it yeah well and it's or, still in such a, it's still such in its infancy and so absolutely five years absolutely. or ten years from now like imagining what this stuff's gonna be like too 100 um, percent there's also, I don't know if you played it, but just talking about that kind of immersiveness and interactivity with the weapons and stuff, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is also very, very good and very similar. And like you're mm-hmm. like on that one, like all of your equipment and stuff is on your chest. So like you'll be grabbing like different things from different areas. And, and I thought it was like in the right from the like tutorial in that game like you have like a machete and it's like if you don't swing into the zombie hard enough they like get stuck and so then you kind of have to like <laughs> pull it out and it's just like so i don't know it's so neat such a different such a yeah different that's experience. very yeah. cool yeah i love that yeah i feel like i feel like when you originally showed me the quest i think i played like kind of 10 10 or so minutes mm, of that one yeah on maybe. your quest yeah and it did seem like a, a lot of fun. I also hear um, Boneworks is meant to be really, really good on yes. Quest, which yeah. is like another kind of physics-based, you know, thing that's that's kind of like that, a mm-hmm. more sandboxy and stuff like that. There was also a game. What was it called? Is Sword and Sword and Sorcery? Yes, called? yes, that was a blast. Which oh, so much fun, just actually being like swinging swords around yeah. in yeah. real time stuff. That was so a workout. Just, yeah, then yeah. yeah, I the amount of times I we you know me Derek and for those that don't know me my wife and I love a rearrange of furniture <laughs> and I feel like, like every time every time I go to your place it's like <laughs> it's like and then every time just... you guys are like this is the last time and I'm like I don't believe <laughs> yeah. that for a second <laughs> and neither do we like I hope you understand <laughs> we don't believe it either but we have to say it to ourselves in order to not just rearrange the furniture actually the the current setup you've got to admit the current setup of the living room has been that way for quite some time now. So it's due for a change. So it's due for a change, 100%. Yeah. But no, I was, was going to say, I remember one time in, in a slightly different configuration of our living room, Sword and Sorcery is like one of those games where I have 100% like full on punched a wall. I was just going to say Because that. I've yeah, had yeah. like so much stupid fun and you're like, yeah. you don't, because of how the quest is, like you just, you're just not aware of your surroundings at yeah, all because it yeah. fully covers all of your your olfactory senses. Really. Well, and it does so, the like guardian system. I think does a, quite a good job. But when yeah. you are like, especially with a game like Sword and Sorcery, where you're like maybe in like a big arena and you're like fighting multiple characters, like you you are reacting so quickly to things that it's like 
like the guardian didn't say anything because I wasn't near it. But (laughs) now a half second later, I have like jumped forward and I've now, and I'm now like swinging, you know, swinging my arm. And so that, that has been, I think one of the biggest struggles with the quest too is like, I not really having a a space that's large enough to really lose yourself in it without Mm -hmm. being like, okay, where's the fridge? Am I about to punch a wall? Like, and so like having, (laughs) having a, a bigger, space in a for for things like that like yeah would just be super cool well and i've seen those like, i'm sure you've seen them as well those like circular like treadmills that you yes can buy yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can, and the temptation man. especially <laughs> when i was like midway through resident evil 4 like the temptation to just be like yeah i'm gonna buy a haptic vest and i'm gonna right, buy the tread yeah. i'm gonna buy the treadmill and well and i think that that could stuff. be like i think that that could be very cool but i thought oh, that was probably something cool. where it's like like the hardware and the software pro- like probably exist very separately today and yeah. and once the VR as a whole gets further along like to mm-hmm. be to start thinking about like embedding that more all the, um yeah. cuz that's also like a thought of just like playing yeah like Resident Evil 4 or something like that or anything any literally any game but you're actually just physically like walking and mm-hmm. don't like think about it or and you're not just like moving your legs up and down like you're actually yeah. physically like the immersion there will be like nothing else yeah 100 yeah i can't wait for a time when we all just have treadmills in our living (laughs) right i I would agree like i'm gonna have to talk to talk michaela into that one but we'll get (laughs) there i was gonna i was just gonna say but usually what you do is you ask for forgiveness and help permission (laughs) so i I feel like one day we're all just gonna come over and you're good there's gonna be a treadmill in the living room (laughs) and you're gonna that's always been there what are you talking about (laughs) yeah i I was here last week i don't know what you guys i just have to wait for it to be a good deal because she has said she (laughs) she has said explicitly like you know, some we've missed out on a few like crazy deals because I'm like, what about yeah. this? And then by the time she responds, I was like, okay, like it's gone. And so, yeah. you know, there's a price error on that guy. I didn't have time to ask you. I just had to move. And uh, here we are. I can I can sense a very bad lie approaching. Like, oh, that's a, a price error. It was down from twelve thousand dollars <laughs> to just eleven thousand. Yeah, I was hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and then tax. And then, t- yeah, that uh, that's well. But yeah, it's it's an exciting time, I think. I you know, and and again, just kind of going back to the idea of like, is I I couldn't tell you the the last time before that Resident Evil in VR, I couldn't tell you the last time I had had that much kind of like palpable like kid like energy. Sure. Like, oh my god, I'm getting, I'm playing a video game and I yeah. can punch the zombies from here. Like, yeah, it's very very cool. But it's a it's an exciting time, I think, to be a gamer. There's there's loss on the horizon. I feel like like playstation are just absolutely crushing it with the, mm-hmm. with the hardware and and some of the games and stuff and xbox with game pass like we we talk about it often but just the sheer value that you can get out of game pass like for sure is well and as you were saying earlier on like perfecting like cloud gaming and, and yeah things yeah like that is it's impressive <laughs> I, I feel like xbox itself must be very thankful for game pass these days too because it's giving people things to play because it's been a there's been a sort drought. of a, a drought of releases and of course just this past week they had their big anticipated release of redfall and that is apparently an, a, a mess at yeah. this point and and like it, I'm sure it's one of those things that like can be good and will be good, but it's just like you were saying, it's like the another just another instance of like this AAA thing that comes yeah. out a shell of what it potentially should be, and and uh, you know Xbox especially with their limited releases over the past mm-hmm. couple of years, I don't think they can afford that at this point. 
No, um, that they they definitely can. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking about things like Starfield and, and yeah, well, and now the pressure on Starfield now is, after is like, and that's going to be janky as fuck because it's a Bethesda yeah. game. So, so like, so instant comes with jank, yeah, jank yeah. and built and yeah. So you know what? It, it's it, that's kind of worrying. Like I and I feel like things like that because I'm a big Bethesda fan. Like you, you know I. Oh, I of played, course, yeah, absolutely. Played Skyrim to death and. Uh, yeah, I I I'm scared at this point I, because I really I really want to enjoy it, and from all of the hype and everything that they're talking about it, it definitely sounds like it's so much up my street that I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited. But by the same token, I just I would hate to pick that up, you know, first day, play it, and then just like, uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I like I think Starfield will be great, and I think it has to be great. Oh, it has, but to be it's fun. gonna be janky as fuck. Yeah, it will be. I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no. Time. And when it's finished, and when there are no more patches, and when the, you know, they they have moved on entirely to other things, it will be janky as fuck. <laughs> yeah, when they release Skyrim on on next generation yeah, right, consoles. Right. I haven't played Skyrim in a while, actually. Probably overdue. That's, I think so. Like after overdue. this afternoon, you can like move the living room around, and then, <laughs> uh, and then start. Well... Started well, the, I, the funny thing is now you've seen my my little portable <laughs> Xbox setup, so I just wheel that around like it's some sort of IV drip now. <laughs> Derek, my my wife Linda Louise, my wonderful wife who's been on an episode of this very podcast, has been talking about with me for a long time doing a wall mounted TV, and Derek and I share in the philosophy that wall mounted TVs are terrible. No, I don't share the philosophy. (laughs) I think a wall mount TV can be great, but everyone fucks them up substantially badly to the point like I can't think of a time where I walked into someone's house and was like, "That's a great mount you got going on there." Like, (laughs) so maybe maybe you don't share the entire philosophy with me, and I I don't mean to speak for you, and I apologize for speaking for you, but when you say you have never seen a really nicely mounted wall mounted TV. Anyway, the compromise that we made is that we bought this like TV stand on hot wheels, basically, where you can hide the cable, manage it all and hide all the cables. And, and essentially in my house now, I have like a really nice TV that's mounted on it. And I've got my Xbox Series X and I just like in every room that I can go and play the Xbox and it's like, okay, we're in the den today. Okay, I'm in the bedroom today. I'll just go and wheel it through like it's my little my little gaming IV and just go and set it up and go and play. It's great. It's That's been perfect. an awesome solution. Yeah, it's wicked. It's good Who stuff. needs VR when you can just like carry the screen with you? <laughs> yeah, we could just take all of my shit with me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we've been talking for over an hour, so we should probably wrap this up. So thank you so much for ch- chatting about As Dusk Falls <laughs> and some other things. I'm, I, I hope that you get some time today to play Diablo 4. Uh, oh, I'm sure. What's going to be, what's going to be like with the beta, you said that once you hit like level 20, that's when you like yeah. earned your thing. Were yeah. you able to play past that or was it just, did it stop at yeah, level I, 20? Yeah, I think you could play and I could be wrong. Here. So like, like what meant, when it comes out, okay, when it comes out and does that carry over? Like when no. it comes out? No. no so no, you're going to no, be no, starting no, the whole thing over again. Which, you know, I love and I love to. Yeah, which I don't fucking understand at all. I'm like, I'm going to play through this game. And even if it's like one of my favorite games, I will probably never look at it again because there are so many other things. And you're like on your 50th Skyrim run. Well, apparently. It's probably like I'm probably understating how many Skyrim runs. Oh, I've definitely done more than 50. I mean, when I say Skyrim runs, I should clarify because I sound absolutely wildly insane at this point. I 
I've also heard you be like, yeah, I played this game for 30 hours and decided I didn't like my character, so I'm starting again. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, I was like, <laughs> well, like, either I need to finish it or I need to move on because, yeah. you know. Well, so apparently there is a thing, and, and I'm probably going to completely misrepresent this whole thing, but I, apparently there is a thing with neurology where some people will go back to the same thing again and again and again because it's like a comfort blanket mm-hmm. because it's like a a really familiar territory and and you know there's no surprises you know exactly what's coming you know what to expect you can predict things so it, it feels like home it feels like a kind of comfort thing mm. and i and i feel like I don't I, do the comfort thing, so that's why well, I, you're you're always anxious and nervous. So, you, <laughs> so that you're you're never going to be comforted by things. You mm-hmm. need the new and the shiny. You're yeah, the yeah. you're the the advertising guy. We like you see an advert and you're like, well, I guess I'm spending four grand today. Whereas the, those I, those uh, <laughs> tears of the kingdom TikToks yeah, are really getting but, to me. Well, I bet I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised that you're not playing it right now. Yeah, I'm actually very surprised. Me too. And that and the other thing, I did go back and try and finally get through was breath of the wild and i still i'm still not through it but i've been playing a little bit of that mm, nice but, but yeah my, like i i i think that's why i always go back to things and i can sit there and be like yeah i spent 30 hours in this character nah I, I feel like that as well comes from and i'm sure i've talked about it even on this podcast before there was a game called system shock 2 right and Did the remake of that ever come out or is it still in I, works? I don't know. I think there was maybe like a remastered version. Or like, like I thought there was a whole remake, but I haven't heard anything about it in like a long time. Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe I think you are right, actually, but I haven't seen anything about it. But there was a point that the like because it was like an RPG type thing and it's and it's what Bioshock is, is basically based on System Shock 2. But there was a point in that game where basically if you had invested your skill points in the wrong things you yes, could right. basically soft lock yourself out of the ending of the game. You could you could entirely like fuck up your whole run, you know, hours and hours and hours in. So I think it comes from like early experiences with that being like, well, I guess I'm stuck now. Okay, back to the start, redo this character. I think that's where that comes from as well. Right. Just I am I am a hundred percent of that bitch to quote. Doogie. The yeah. System Shock remake mm. launches on Windows, PS five, Xbox mm. consoles, May thirtieth. Get out. Are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, Derek. You're then, fucked. Like, you fucked that's, it. That's, we fucked it because I got between May 30th and June 4th when Diablo 4 comes out. <laughs> You're going to have to, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God. You're going to have to put a, a lot of hours out there. And we've got a photo shoot coming up this week, so I have no time. Absolutely no time. Well, it's um, a good thing the photo shoot's this week because May thirtieth is not. It's, it's not this weeks. week yet. Yeah, you're that I'm 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 legitimately I'm very interested in that because I've never played System Shock, but I know how heavily inspired like Bioshock was from System yeah. Shock, and I fucking loved the Bioshock games. So I maybe the funk's over. Maybe System Shock is it. Yeah, maybe I'll have to look into that. Yeah, it's it's like I would say that well, depending on whether they remade mechanics of it or whether it's just a straight like upscaled version yeah, of it yeah but it's been and in the works for a long time dude a long time I feel like you and I talked about that I want to say years ago yeah like it looks like the, like the remake was supposed to launch in 2021 oh my god so yeah I guess that pandemic thing maybe delayed things right yeah bit, yeah but, but yeah it's a good one I, I it, 
I'd be interested to see whether they have kind of redone elements of the story or the the mechanics or stuff like that, but or whether it's just a bit of an upscaled remake. But yeah, yeah, I feel like it has. So okay, so I'm so there was a an an enhanced edition that was released in 2015, Mm. and they announced plans a couple of months later that to do a remake. So this remake has been in the works for ages. At some point, they did a Kickstarter. They anticipated a December 2017 release for the remake. They at some point decided they would move it to Unreal Four because mm-hmm. Unity. They said Unity is not a great engine to use if you want to make an FPS on a console. In 2018, it was put on hold, so it sounds like it's been in development hell for quite some time. So, yeah. but if that's if it comes out and it's good, like that's gonna be that's gonna be great. I'm interested in that. Yeah, I would I would go back and play that again for yeah. sure. Yeah, May 30th. See you there. May 30th, man. I'll see, I'll see you there. Maybe that's the next episode of your podcast. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's probably not coming on Game Pass, so it, it's got to fit well, slightly in that, like, you could play that, you know, you could play that <laughs> game with the Game Pass. But yeah, we should wrap it up. We should have yeah. kept enough of your time, buddy. Thank you again so much for coming on board. Always. Anytime. And you'll be you'll be on again soon, I'm sure. For those that are listening, thank you for, you know, thanks for coming, and whether it's your first time or you've been here from the start. Thanks for sticking with me through some of these gaps in releases. Again, I don't know what the next episode of the show looks like. I, I I like having these conversations and I want to talk about games and I want you to be able to hear them, but I I just need to play some games that are fun and that I want to play for, for a while first and then we'll see what happens after that. So I will be back soon with a conversation about a, a, a surprise game that probably came out a while ago at this point <laughs> and I hope that you're okay with that. Yeah, we'll be back soon. Thanks again, Doogie. Thanks, mate. Appreciate Check out the Dynamic Resolution podcast as well. Also on the Geekscape Network. That one comes out every two weeks. And we've been talking a lot of, you know, I've been talking about like virtual pinball, which is something I have been playing. I recently got into like retro handhelds, which have pulled me out of my funk a little bit, at least for these mm-hmm. handheld games. Shane is getting really into Linux on his Steam Deck. There's like tons of interesting stuff going on on that show. So that one is available as well every two weeks. And thanks again and bye-bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.